Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. This is Judah. Why'd you jump in? This is Matthew. I wanted to take control. Well, I don't like that. This is my show. This this is my ship. I kind of really. loved it. I got too excited. I could tell you wanted to jump right in as soon as the thing started. <clears throat> I started with hey because I couldn't remember what I wanted to say. Hey, hey, dog. I uh, I was watching um, I was watching the episode where they all lose their memories and then Riker and Rolaire and make sex on each other. Oh, yeah. What's the name of that episode? Conundrum. Conundrum. I knew it wasn't Conspiracy or Contagion. Good, you eliminated two of the con episodes. That's not a great episode, but, uh, you know, I watched Data's Day last night, so... It's got the problem that I hate the most, where my Star Trek characters are having sex with each other. Yeah, they should not be doing that. Really... I'm not liking how frequently this is coming up. Yeah. Because I had to see Ro Laren in her off-duty clothes, in Riker's quarters, making sex innuendos at him. And yeah. the whole thing was very uncomfortable. She was just a little kid, and the Cardassians tortured her dad to death in front of her. That's what I think about, is little girl Ro Laren. You know, ordinarily... Riker would stay away from someone like that. Oh, we're supposed to think that they hate each other so much because they really want to bang. But it's like, Riker just bangs who he wants to bang. Yeah, he pretty much, that's how he plays it. He, yeah. He's not hes not cagey like that. He wouldn't be like, oh, I, I'm so mad at myself for having these feelings about if he, her. He'd be, if, he he'd, wanted he'd just... to, if he wanted to bang her, he would stare at her until she said, what's the matter if you've never seen a woman before? And then he would <laughs> say to her, I thought I had. <laughs> the stare is what sets it up, and then she'd uh, she'd want to go on a fuck tour of the ship. Yeah, I assume that's true. <clears throat> yeah, dog. He was staring a hole in her. That's how that got set up. He knew exactly what she was going to say. Yeah, dude. He would just raw dog her if he wanted to. I don't, I don't trust this shit that Troy says in the end of the episode, where she's like, "Oh, you know, in a situation like this, not that there's ever been one before." That's right. In a situation like this, I think we would just, you know do the things that, you know, we'd secretly deep down want to do, but, you know, t- couldn't because of, you know, real-life situations, right? You know, in a situation where a weak alien used a memory loss drug to try and take over a strong starship to defeat their enemies. Dude, by the way, those aliens? Like, really well done, right? Oh, yeah, no, their plan almost worked. I mean, if only they used that technology to make weapons and shit, then they wouldn't need this part of the plan, but it's like... This shit was the late gulf of alien plans. <laughs> it like, amazing. it came real close to working. So, so close. I mean, for a, for an inferior species that can't even defeat the Lysians, who are shitty. If one candy-ass battleship commander hadn't turned around in the middle. 
Yeah. I mean, well, that's Picard for you. You know, the oh. war would the war would have gone on a little longer. I, I mean, really, that's all that could have happened. Doug, <clears throat> Picard did the thing that I hate that he always does, where the ship comes up to the Enterprise and it starts scanning them, and Worf goes, "Oh, we should probably raise our shields," and he goes, "No, no." <laughs> Just let them scan us a little bit. Not a big deal. It's just a scan. And then wipes all their memories. And it's like, God damn it. Hey, you think the shields might have helped, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you seriously, dog? Just fucking, for once in your life, try to protect the ship that you're on. How many times has he encountered Romulans and then he just lets them keep shooting the Enterprise? He's like, if they wanted us dead, we'd be dead. It's like, yeah, and they wouldn't have any problem because you're not even trying to stop them. Yeah, they just keep doing what they're doing now, but but for longer. That's right. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, because they never say, like, oh, they're shooting at half power for some reason. Nope. Why does Picard think they don't want him dead? They shake around and the lights dim and everything. And then uh, and then Worf tells him that the shields are down to 48% or something. And he's like, <laughs> don't worry about it, Worf. It's not a big deal. This is probably how he got into a desperate situation at Maxia, where he the had Frankies. to do the Picard maneuver, and why he ended up losing his ship. I'm the sure Ferengi it was, because he didn't know who they were. Him, and he was like, if he wanted us dead. That's right. And then eventually he's like, oh, you know what, maybe we should fire back. This is... Yeah, dog. He, uh, he meets someone for the first time, and when they are hostile, as they always are, he just lets them kind of, you know, get their... Punch themselves out a little bit, I think is what he's hoping for. I thought you were going to say that he did the because I don't really remember this episode that well because I didn't like it so I never rewatched it. It's not it's not fun to watch. I thought you were going to say that Picard uh, did the thing he often does where he surrenders to an inferior opponent. Yes, yes, has his great strategy to make friends with them. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, effectively he did, but where he no, patronizingly he just... surrenders. <laughs> yes. This time it was just the whole uh, be patient, Worf. It's not a big deal when people are trying to murder us. Stop acting like it's a big deal. Stop trying to do your job. You're making everyone scared. Stop scaring them. Yeah. And then Worf, Worf thinks he's in charge because he has a sash, which I think is pretty cool. He is also decorated. That's right. He's very Just, impressed with it. I mean, you should maybe go with the kind of decoration that every single person is wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roll Aaron didn't point to her fucking earring and go, I, too, am decorated. That's right. I'm the captain. Because so it, I mean, it really seems like the more logical conclusion is that he's a fancy lad. <laughs> yep. I, I do have to admit, though, that Worf is a very effective captain in that first, the first act of that episode. He is very organized. He tells everyone to elect a representative from their area to report on their status. And then he's able to get the main computer working through Jordy, and he learns their identities, and then he's very sad. Well... I mean, uh, he is always the one who reports injuries on decks when things happen, so That's he's true. probably pretty... He's got a lot of experience collecting people's status from all over the ship. <laughs> he's got he's got a data collection instincts now that just kick in. The way um, Beverly uh, has the tricorder in her hand and fixes that lady's torn ligament or whatever, even though she doesn't know she's a doctor. She's like, I just saw you were in pain, and I just had to fix you. What she really should be doing is moralizing and trying to break the Prime Directive. I was going to say, then she gets into a lecture. And then, while we're on the subject, uh, I have a few things to say about the treatment of the animals in this lab. Yeah. <laughs> Not happy with it. Yeah, fuck her. Again, dude, 
silver linings. Sometimes there's an episode where she's not in it, and I, I take that. I just go, okay, that's a win. I'm chalking this one up as a W. Crusher didn't make this episode. <clears throat> so that's what I was doing before this pod started. I was watching Look, that feast. You gotta take what you can get. I had to watch her tap dance last night. Ugh. Yep. Tap dancing uh, Gates McFadden and stunt double dancing Data. I yeah. always love the stunt doubles of Data. And of Riker. Riker has some good ones, too. It's, um... Keiko was trying to sabotage the wedding by picking Data to be the father of the bride, right? Yeah, Keiko was being a real bitch. And she's, that's just a self-destructive instinct. She really didn't want to marry Miles O'Brien, which I completely understand, by yeah. the way. I don't know how she got roped into that in the first place. There's, like, every extra we see on that ship is, like, fit and handsome. <laughs> and you got dumpy potato-eating O'Brien over there. Golmini. Whose great personality is that he's the most sarcastic guy on the ship. Have we talked about Colmini? Well, listen, I, I think he's a great actor, and I think his portrayal of O'Brien is the most... He's the most realistic person we see in Star Trek. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure the actor Colmini out. Because okay. it seems like he gets roles in movies, and like real roles where he plays real people and stuff. Which is more than almost everybody on Star Trek. But how come he kept showing up on this show? Like... He could get jobs. He was getting jobs. He must have moved to L.A. Were they just promising them, promising him there was going to be way more O'Brien down the line, and then eventually there was Deep Space Nine, and they, they shoehorned him into that? But like, I cannot imagine that guy on the battle bridge was intended to turn into somebody. Also, the fact that they never figured out his rank throughout his entire run on The Next Generation. <laughs> they just put a pip on him and went, oh, there's two pips. And they He's went, just been oh, wearing lieutenant's pips the whole time, and then all of a sudden he's like, um, they were calling I'm going him to Chief. DS9 because they're going to promote me to Ensign, and then they don't. Like, they like, don't, though. It made sense that they kept calling him Chief because he was the transporter chief, and you're like, right. oh, okay, he's, he's transporter chief. But then, like, some writer got a hold of it and didn't know what was happening and went, oh, because he's, like he's like a chief petty officer, right? Right. And it's like, oh, well, that ruined, that ruins I, everything. I guess, man, but we didn't even, like... <laughs> that's there's the never first... been enlisted personnel in all of Star Trek yet, so... <laughs> that's the first non-officer that hasn't just been called crewman. Yeah, and there haven't been that many of those, by the way. Officers seem to outnumber crewmen, like, uh, 44 to 1 or something. Yeah, oh, you mean, like, exactly opposite of the way the Navy works? Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, again, we have uh, so many problems with the way the Star Trek universe is set up. I don't understand how they graduate enough people to fill the ships. I don't understand how any of it works. It's baffling. Yeah, it's not clear. There was I mean, no geek and nerd to write the whole thing out beforehand, I think. Yeah, and obviously the science fiction writers that they picked in the early days to write all the scripts had no experience of the military. No. No. No, dude, they, um, but I think they probably enjoyed the rainbow uniforms. Oh, yeah. They probably thought that our military should adopt that. I'm just saying, if that ship is half civilians, and so there's like 500 actual crew on board. Which is just so dumb. Yeah. Then there's probably no more than 50 or 60 officers. Then we've we've seen seen way too many. I was going to say that we've seen more than all of them. Yeah. I mean, they would somewhat rotate out, but, like, not not that many. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody we meet on this show is at least an ensign. And there's just, there's too many lieutenants. It doesn't make any sense. And we've talked about it. A lot of these ensigns are, like, 50. Yeah. 
Dog, your career. Like, what happened? What had happened to your career? I don't know. 50-year-old Ensign sitting in the fucking helm in random episodes when you get relieved by a teenager? Teenager comes and taps you on the shoulder and you gotta get up? <sighs> feel bad for those guys. A lot Did- of gray-haired dudes in that chair. Data's day kind of suggests that Data, when he's not on duty, just, like, shows up at random people's jobs and asks them questions. They must hate it. Also, why is he ever not on duty? He doesn't require sleep, right? Well, we know he takes the night watch. As he should. He should take all of the watches. He's a fucking robot. He needs time to paint. I don't need him to paint. And grow a beard. I definitely don't need that. And go to the mall and pick out crystal objects. Oh, this is when, like, the nicest possible things were happening. Or how about when he builds a sentient being? Yeah, that's right. Fuck him. I would keep him crazy busy with work. The more occupied he is, the better, I think. When he gets up to shit... He's gotta go critique Picard's art class. Ugh. That was not the only time that happened. No. I mean, it's the only time Picard took that art class. After Data told him his, his... juxtaposition of styles was inappropriate have you um <clears throat> have you seen the nth degree yet have you got to that we have not okay he makes some faces while barkley is on stage acting that are <laughs> very emotional faces of disdain and disgust at the quality of the acting i was excited to see spot for the first time though and then they change spot he even though he's being... just a he's a somali in this first appearance and yeah he's like a big old domestic short hair yeah, he's a big ol' hairy cat the first time, and then I thought he's just some regular-ass tabby. Tabby-flavored tabby. That's what the orange ones are, I just call them tabby-flavored. They just changed animal handlers in the next season, and I guess those guys were like, Ah, oh, we don't have one of those. <laughs> like, dog, get one and train it. <laughs> this is your whole job. I know. Yeah, maybe Spot died, and then they were just up shit creek. They are like, we need a cat right away. No, look, that's not a joke. That's what happened, is they changed oh. animal trainers. I looked the shit up on, oh, wow. on Memory Alpha. I was like, why did Spot change? Also, who played Spot? And they listed, and, like, seven cats. And you knew for sure that the internet would have the answer to that, because the internet provides. Uh, listen, Spot has more appearances in Star Trek The Next Generation than many of the early engineers. Oh, yeah, well, Chief Engineer Singh ate it in this first episode, so he doesn't really count. He was an assistant Chief Engineer. Really? Yeah. We can't just give an Indian guy a break. No, no, he was the he was the Jim Shimoda of that part of the season. So sad. So who was his boss? Was it Argyle or the other? Was not in that episode at all. There was no chief engineer in that episode. But it was probably Argyle. Okay. It was in between Argyle and Chief Engineer Logan. Oh god. We hadn't yet gotten to Leland T. Lynch. (laughs) Leland T. Lynch here, Captain. That guy had the confidence of Mark Knopfler. Can I say that? Do you, you understand s- what that means you can if say I it say if you it? Explain to me what it means. I I don't I don't want to get off of the subject of Leland T. Lynch. I'll just say that I've often wondered that if I could play the guitar as well as Mark Knopfler, if I would have his irrational confidence. Do you hear the way he sings? Oh well, he's not he's, a good singer. He sings like he thinks he's really cool, though. Really cool. What's an example of this? Oh, I don't know. All of the lyrics and the way they are sung in Sultans of Swing, Tunnel of Love, uh, the other ones. The other ones. Man, those are your two Dire Straits songs? Uh, There's one about um, the 
Waterline? Down to the waterline. That's one. And, um... Well, the one... <laughs> I want my MTV, that one. Money for nothing. Money for nothing. There you go. Yeah, That's I four. feel like he's he's playing a character in Money for Nothing. He, I feel like he's playing the exact same guy he is in those. Other I think songs. that's the only time he laughs in a song. He uh, he's really confident. That's all. And is Leland T. Lynch that confident? Well, Leland T. Lynch has a lot of confidence. Because the captain calls and he's like, Captain Picard's on the line. Tell him to wait for a second. Hold on. Leland T. Lynch here, Captain. He'll remember me. He'll remember my name. If I say it. Ah, fuck. Of course I picked one with a long intro. Why did you do that? Because <sighs> I like this song. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They lo- they all- he also loves the important-sounding piano. <laughs> this is really important. Look at my facial expressions. Yeah! She gets the sun in it. Oh yeah, he thinks he's fucking she smells like a rose And she tastes like a peach She got me walking where the wildlife goes I think I know what you mean I'd do anything to reach Yes, that's definitely, um That's an affectation a little bit put on, yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah She got me walking where the wildlife goes <laughs> Like in, uh, I'd do love. anything to reach her same thing in Tunnel of Love. In a screaming ring of faces. That's like, just... standing in the line. Yeah, you're, <laughs> she you're had a ticket right. to the races. Yeah, just like me, she was a victim of the night. It's like, shut up. Okay. Just shut up. Yeah, he's. A, you're right that he's overconfident about his singing voice. And is it because he's a good guitar player? Does that is that what it does to you? Well, I was thinking that what your theory was that he was such a good guitar player that he was like super confident about everything in life. Like he probably he really hundred percent convinced he could dunk a basketball if he tried. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, that I if you told I could him, dunk a basketball, if you told him he couldn't, he would try to prove it to you. You heard how fast I play the guitar and down to the water line. <laughs> yeah, most confident guy. I swear, I swear to God, that I would kill for that confidence. I would be president. He's probably got, like, a tiny dick, but he's probably getting it out all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, for look sure. at my dick. Just like, helicoptering no. that shit all around? No, Mark, you're Scottish. That's Your dick is one <laughs> inch long. You know, for biological reasons, to keep it warm, close it's to your body. Too co- it's too cold. Yeah. You're not from the tropics. <laughs> <laughs> shit hangs low down there, but not for you, buddy. What are you, a fucking Highlander or something? No. that's You think that... If they had big old dongs, they wouldn't have been wearing kilts, dude. That shit would have been swinging free all the time. He's probably not Scottish. Whatever he is, who gives a fuck? Anyway, Leland T. Lynch, to me, has, like, that level of confidence. It's a shame he didn't stick around. No, he was born in Glasgow. I somehow remembered that. Nice job. Uh, I don't know where Leland T. Lynch was born. He's only in one episode, so it's tough. Wait a minute, Memory Alpha doesn't have his his backstory? Uh, no, well, I don't know. Memory Beta probably would be more likely to have it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm sure some asshole used him in some shitty novel or uh, something. There's probably a whole series of Leland T. Lynch novels. Oh, shit, dog. If there's not, we know what our next project is. <laughs> <laughs> the Lynch Chronicles? I just thought of it. That'd be so awesome. 
<laughs> we could have all of our favorite one-offs show up in this universe. All of them, dog. Chief Engineer Logan included. Even Leland T. Lynch wouldn't like Chief Engineer Logan. But you want to know why? Because they're too similar. They are pretty similar. They can see the things that they hate in each other. and in, in themselves, in each other. Let's see. Where is he from? It does say in the third paragraph that he had the strange habit of announcing his full name. He sure did. I'm, I'm clicking over to that uh, memory beta All right. article. <clears throat> Uh, no, it's mostly about what happens after that. Well. He ends up as the second in command of the Starfleet Corps of Engineers under Captain Montgomery Scott. Fucking knew it. I fucking knew somebody would do that. Yeah. <sighs> Wait, Montgomery Scott? Yeah, yeah. You know how Scotty shows up? <laughs> yeah, but I thought he was fat and retired. Well, I guess he ended up running the Starfleet Corps of Engineers. Dog, I don't know. <sighs> Son of a fucking bitch. Hang on. Why, don't Star Wars this universe up, people. Montgomery that, I mean... Christopher Jorgensen Scott Jr. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> I gagged a little bit. His fucking name includes Jorgensen? Apparently. Oh, Scott Jorgensen! I love it! Yeah. I am actually a... gonna murder you! <laughs> that is a real unfortunate uh, choice of name. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to turn off my answering machine. <laughs> Did someone leave a message? No. Admiral okay. Ross offered him the position of head of the Starfleet Corps of Engineers after his tour on the Sovereign. Wait a minute. This is just... Uh... Oh, my God. Here is the worst sentence I've ever read. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta delete memory beta from the internet. <laughs> in 2372, so well, that would have been in, in a putative season eight? Right? Something like that? Okay. Scotty served as chief engineer of the Enterprise E's maiden voyage under Captain Bateson. Uh, Morgan Bateson? Before command was turned over to Captain Jean-Luc Picard, he then spent some time with Bateson on the USS Bozeman A. Dog, I am so confused about the timeline here. The Bozeman A, dog. They thought it was worth doing again. Yeah, because of Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I'm so, but... Why was he captaining the... I don't, I don't care. I don't uh, care. Bozeman was another Federation. That was another Sovereign class ship. Rather. I'm not even getting into it. I'm not even getting into why Kelsey Grammer's character would be in command of anything. He came from the past, dog. Wouldn't they just send him somewhere to, like, read up on Captain's some stuff? Captain's a captain. That's fucking ridiculous. That's right, yeah, dude. If some guy came, That's right. If some guy came from, like, 1870 or something, we would definitely put him in charge of, like, a, a nuclear submarine or something. Yeah, Doc, but that would be crazy. That would be like if Jack the Ripper showed up in sci-fi. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that's a Babylon 5 reference. That's right. I, I think that qualifies as a dig. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there you go. That's what happened to Leland T. Lynch. Yeah, great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. He ended up working for Scotty after Scotty worked for Kelsey Grammer. People are the fucking worst. People. Oh, there was a sigh. There was a, a frustrated sigh. Drink. Everybody drink at home. Drink it to your heart stop, everybody. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the the, uh, the mixture of officers and crewmen is uh, totally nonsensical. Does not work. Yeah, that's uh, fine. 
Yeah. Dog, you been, uh, been paying attention to this ridiculous uh, Olympics fucking caper? Oh, yeah. By the way, it is, uh, it is turned out to be somewhat of a caper. Dude, Ryan Lochte already enjoys, I'd say, a pretty negative reputation for being <laughs> one of the ten dumbest people ever to, like, have a TV interview. He's crazy dumb, and everyone, that's the only thing he's known for, but now he's a fucking liar, too. Also, don't forget, he's Jack Donaghy's girlfriend, Pizzerino Sabaro's sex idiot. <laughs> that's right! <laughs> yeah, um... So, uh, they got drunk, and they vandalized a gas station, and then the gas station... Sec- well, first of all, why are there security guards at that gas station? Brazil seems scary. I think, uh, well, first of all, Brazil probably is scary. Second of all, Rio is the scariest part. I, I know, but like... Oh. And third, they've got security all beefed up for the goddamn Olympics. I bet that security guard's not normally there. The gas station needs extra security for the Olympics? Seems like a good place to rob someone to me. Okay, well, all right. So, there's a security guard at the gas station, right? He's armed. Yeah. He has a gun. Well, it turns out, by the way, he didn't draw it. No, but he d- he did have a gun. He was armed. So he right? definitely didn't hold it to Ryan Lochte's head. And then Ryan Lochte didn't give him his wallet and go like, whatever. I I had to disseminate. I mean, I had to... Um, I'll get back to Ryan Lochte. But I'm trying to figure out this gas station. So this... Uh, so they were drunk as shit, and they wanted okay. to piss. It's the middle of the fucking night or early morning. It's like crazy late. I've seen the footage. They're hella gas station workers. I see like there are like four different gas station workers that show up in this security footage. What what is the deal with this gas station? Oh, is it like, a... it's not self service? Maybe it's full service, and so even in the middle of the night they need like four dudes to work there? Maybe they were restocking, maybe they're doing inventory. In California I've never seen four people at a gas station. Or for workers, employees. Especially not at night. Then there's one person behind the glass that you have to slide your card under. Right. I'm just like, everything about what is happening, even before we get to them being idiots and vandalizing the place, is bonkers to me. Fucking security guards armed with firearms and, like, a full staff of dudes. Yep. In the middle of the night in this Rio area gas station. Yeah, ordinarily seems like it'd be a good place to pee. Right. This place is well lit and full of people. Also, maybe if you want to, like, smash some doors and mirrors and shit, I mean, that's really the place to go. No one's yeah. going to give a crap about that. In America. But in Rio, I got people watching that shit like a hawk. Yeah, so they bust this place up. <clears throat> and then they're like, oh, dog, we're going to get in so much trouble for busting that shit up. This is not a good look. We busted this place all up. I'm trying to figure out when they realize it's a bad idea, because it's obviously not in the moment. <laughs> Let's do like that guy in the 80s who said a black man shot him and his wife at a, and he was stopped in his car and then it turned out he shot her and then shot himself. So it, so they're, they're hella drunk and they decide to do all this shit, but I guess maybe after they get sat down by the security guards they decide it's a bad idea and they have to make up a lie about it? Because they should have just decided it was a bad idea and not done it, right? But they didn't get to that. Yeah. But at some point they go, oh, this is going to be really bad. We need to make up a story about what happened to us that explains none of what happened at the gas station. Oh, we were armed by we were armed by people posing as military police. Yeah, robbed by the police. That doesn't explain any of what happens at the gas station. So when I... they come to ask you about the gas station, how does that help your story? 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. Right? Like that I have to I have to presume they were still dr- real drunk when they <laughs> started putting this alibi together. I think so. Cuz like that doesn't explain how the gas station got trashed. Like who kicked down the bathroom door? That does yeah. not No part of this story explains that. It's like when they come back with the security footage showing you knocking down the gas station door or whatever whatever they have. Like what that's... are you going to say? Off camera there's a fake cop with a gun pointed at me telling me to kick down that door? <laughs> that's right. Forced us to do this damage. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So and then, you know, the he I guess they all felt like they really had to stick with the story and uh getting their fucking passports revoked and getting pulled off of planes and some kind of fucking diplomatic incident. It's a, it's a disgrace. Yeah, great job, swimmers. Swimmers may be even dumber than hockey players. I mean, really, they are dumb. Now, I am seeing the question, what should be done about these people? Oh, God, I... And there is a lot of outcry and a lot of suggestion that they should get their medals taken away. And incidentally, I'm fine with that. Me too, I don't really care. Who gives <laughs> you a take shit? Them. Just take them, I don't care. <laughs> because uh, they definitely have not comported themselves as right. ambassadors of our country. I think that's exactly right. There's an international competition that's supposed to uh, supposed to have some kind of spirit behind it. Right. Even though it is uh, a massively corrupt thing. Yeah, if you want to know who is the best in the world, well, they just have records. You could just look at the records. Right. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen at the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah, I'm okay with that too, but I mean, if you were Brazil, wouldn't you just send these idiots back to America because they're idiots? Which is almost certainly what'll happen. Be like, they might I mean, get a fine. I mean, like, even ignoring, like, pressure from America to get them back, wouldn't you just be like, just have your idiots back? Yeah, here. Like, we don't want them. This is Rio de Janeiro. We have enough, like, beach bums and idiots, probably. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, like, by the ha- way... You have to imagine that that's the part of Brazil where the idiots accumulate. Yeah, and international idiots. This is where yeah. the idiots from abroad come to be idiots here. This is where This is where idiots who have scraped up a little bit of money come... To live on the beach. Right. And ruin, <clears throat> ruin our country. So I think you're right. I think I would say, just pay for the fucking gas station. I don't care who pays for it. Somebody pay for the gas station damage, and then just go away and never come back. Right? Yeah, you, you just just bounce. Yeah. I'll, like, I, we're, already, we're already not having the greatest public relations Olympics right now. <laughs> yeah. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, and if you're Brazil, I don't think you want to turn your Olympics into this either. No. Right? I mean, like, even if it's not you who acted like an idiot. It's just like, just let's move on. Let's all move on. No, but by the way, way to tell a story that guarantees the police are going to look into it. (laughs) I know, the police. They they were dressed like police. They were dressed like cops. Like, okay, well, now the cops are definitely going to look into this thing. Oh, and by the way. Oh, what's that? There's a fucking ton of security footage. (laughs) By the way, do you think the other swimmers appreciate that Ryan Lochte made himself like the tough guy in the story? And he's like, they told me to get down on the ground. And I was like, I didn't do anything. I'm not getting down on the ground. Fuck you, man. It's like, what's all the embellishment for? Yeah, hey. So the other swimmers seem not as cool as you in your made up story? (laughs) Hey, buddy. Keep it. Your lie is getting too complicated. (laughs) Yeah. We all got to tell this version of your lie now? It's just, uh, yeah. It's... Do you think they had a conversation and one of them said to the other one, I don't know, man, it's like they got security cameras down here. <laughs> fucking Brazil. Yeah, it's they like, don't no, know dog, it's a real country. They got basically everything. 
They got se- they got security cameras and guns. And Doc, have you all seen how many stuff. people work at this gas station? This is the best funded gas station on the planet. I don't know. Of course, man, they have like, footage. This gas station takes Mastercard, so they probably got security cameras. Yeah, like it's just. Uh, and I did not believe him the whole time. I didn't know what happened, but. Uh, well, Ryan Lochte were, is not who you want to put your trust in. If you were following the news that first night, there was a weird story where they were like, no, we didn't get robbed. And then yep. like a couple of hours later, like, no, nah, yeah, we definitely got robbed last For night. For sure like, there was a robbery and well, we were the ones who were robbed. Well, what? hold on then. What was the, How come everybody four hours ago saying, yeah, there was no robbery? Don't. That's not real. <sighs> I just think it's funny. This guy is like a 12 a time medalist. He swims real fast. That's his literally his only talent. Yeah, but ain't no one gonna remember that. People will remember a couple of things about him. One, that he's famously stupid. And two, that he concocted this ridiculous story. Because he was being so stupid. It's not a good look. Nope. Six gold medals? That's going in the second paragraph of your obituary, my friend. This is like, at at this point, there've gotta be a certain percentage of people who would rather have that Stanford swimmer that raped that girl. (laughs) Hey, what was that guy's time? Can we check that out? I'd like to. Uh... Oh, it's pretty good. They printed it in the papers all the time. So. <laughs> can we? Uh, can we? Maybe we can get him in as an alternate or something, dude. If there was any more swimming left in this, he looks like skinny Michael Sarah. Can we just get him, dude? It, it, skinnier than Michael Sarah? Yeah, that's he looks not like good. A skinnier Michael Sarah. That's a bad look. It's not a good look. He's not a handsome <laughs> man. Oh, I, I do a thing sometimes where there'll be a character who's like a little bit squirrely and weird. In a show, and I will tell Marjan that I wish that guy was played by Michael Sarah, and then we spend the rest of the time trying to imagine how good the show would be if Michael well, Sarah was whoever the character he's, is. He is very squirrely. He was the the one hundred percent perfect choice for Arrested Development. Yes, one hundred percent. Like if there's going to be a guy who has a crush on his cousin and is weird about it, they, like perfect. Nailed in it. that uh, in that fuckbook TV show. Ron Moore's stupid abortion baby. What what's that show called? Are you talking about Outlander? Outlander. <clears throat> yeah, in Outlander. Sorry, it's such a bad title and a bad show. It is. Um, the uh, uh, the king of Scotland that they're trying to bring back to Scotland. You know, to um, they thought it'd be a really good idea for that guy to be king. Is played by a dude that I think is doing his best British Michael Sarah. And I keep imagining that guy, if he was Michael Sarah, how much better that show would be. Like, just get Michael Sarah, just let him use his normal Michael Sarah voice. <laughs> yeah, no accent or anything. Just no. have him walk around as like in that uniform and a wig. But just, you know, just be Michael Sarah. Way better. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, I know, man. It's a it's a real goddamn disgrace. At least they waited till the swimming was over. You know? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. For him, I Can bet that was a lot of... If they, these fuckers had to be talking to the police instead of swimming in a race? That would be a huge disaster. Because yeah. that was four of those dudes. And no shit. Then you would be pulling on some fucking alternates out. Be like dropping the baton in the relay race. <laughs> yeah. So did, our, so, did I read that the American 4x100 women's team got, like, botched the relay, but then they were allowed to advance to the final anyway? I saw that there was an appeal, but I didn't dig into it to see on what grounds you can appeal having dropped the baton. Right? I figured that that's just part of the 
that's part of the match. Like if you drop the baton, right, you're like, fucked. It's what it's it's what makes it harder than just running. <laughs> hey, like I, I'm super confused. Uh, here, let me let me see here. No, it's uh, an interest. It's an interesting question because, uh, like, yeah. There's two things you have to do. Run real fast and pass the goddamn baton to each other. Oh, I guess they were saying a Brazilian runner jostled one of them, and that's why they dropped the baton. Oh, blame it on the Brazilians. Now, it'll turn out that they were just vandalizing a bathroom. (laughs) That's right. I can't wait for that footage to come out to show the U.S. women's 4x100 team vandalizing a bathroom somewhere. When they were supposed to be running the race. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so that makes more sense. They they claimed it was cheating. Because if there's one thing Americans don't need help with, it's winning medals in track. You know? No. Kind of a bummer for the other countries. Didn't the, we sweep one of the hurdles or steeplechase? Yeah, Which one was it? It was the women's 100-meter uh, hurdles. We got we just swept the whole fucking thing. They just all had one huge American flag draped around their shoulders in the picture I saw. Yep. Yep. So I've been waiting for all the track stuff to start, because I know we, we usually get a fair amount of medals out of those. So, But the diving's going on, too, and that's where all the Chinese get their medals. So, Ah. The precision. Um, did you see those two Filipino swimmers? Or divers? Who, uh, dudes? These two dudes, these Filipino divers. Um, apparently they... They figured out how to do all the cool flips and stuff, but they like never figured out how to go into the water, right? Because <laughs> I was watching the clips of these two Filipino divers, and they scored nothing but zeros. Because <laughs> they would do all kinds of cool flips, and then just like belly flop and back flop into the pool every time. <laughs> I have seen clips of a number of diving belly flops slash back flops uh, in this Olympics, along with the explanation that this is an outdoor venue and there are weird crosswinds. Um, and when you see these belly flops, often their bounce at the end of the board is like way to one side or the other. Oh. And so like, they just, they just take off wrong and then they, they don't get high enough to do enough turns. Right. So I saw a Russian guy eat some big shit doing that. Yeah. The problem always looks like it's when it's coming off the board. You're like, yeah. oh, that didn't look quite right. And then sure enough, they under rotate or something and just fucking smack the the water but these yeah. two filipino guys kept getting a lot of press because they'd get out of the water they'd like they'd each have their shitty dive where they scored zero and they'd get out and they'd like high five each other and laugh <laughs> like who gives a shit yeah, we're still at the olympics that's right we're and still like, fucking five people a night who cares there's like the warm down pool that they go to afterward where they kind of sit there and chill yeah after they dive and they were just like sitting there just chilling just laughing and stuff it's like what the fuck guys Way to game your uh, country with sending you to Rio. But I watched, uh, I watched a video where some Australian guy had a critique of them, and he kept talking about how they fucked it big time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good video. Check that out if you can. <clears throat> I will. I gotta, I gotta look that up. Uh, it's, uh, I always like when, uh, when someone flops at the Olympics. Yeah. <clears throat> Gymnastics, you get some good ones too. Like a dude will just, just face plant off of the high bar. I saw there was this um, British girl on the floor exercise who like messed up the end of one of her passes, one of her flip routines or whatever, and uh, was supposed to go into another little jump at the end of it, but just jumped straight onto her neck. Ooh, <laughs> just like. 
because she messed up the end of her pass. So she was totally unprepared and still tried to do the leap and landed, like, neck first. And then, like, got up and, like, got to the corner like she was going to do another pass and then just kind of bent over and went, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> My neck hurts. Well, we are, we're having a real strong Olympics. Yeah. Uh, we have more golds than anybody has any class of medal. We also have more golds than the seventh place team has total medals so far. Yeah, we crushed it in swimming. Like, just dominated men's and women's. Just crushed it. And we always get lots of track. A lot of our um, events where we were favorites, we've actually been kind of choking. So it's good that everybody else is coming up strong. Like, our uh, women's volleyball team didn't didn't win. Our women's soccer team didn't win. You know, they were all, like, they were both heavy favorites. Um... And others who are just choking. But uh, still cleaning up. USA? If we lose a few medals because of vandalism, let's say. Right? We're still doing pretty good. Yeah, good thing we've padded our lead. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if those other guys won any medals, but uh, Lochte definitely was involved in uh, some of the relays, so... And uh, in non-Olympic sports news, did you see Darren Sharper got 18 years? Uh, I didn't. I knew that it was coming up. I hadn't seen what that sentence was. Dude, I was shocked by how little that number is. Uh, considering they, what he has been found guilty of having done. Didn't they find him guilty of raping, like, 16 ladies? Yeah, 18 years seems like not that much for that. That's bonkers. That is a, such a light sentence. It was 16 women in four states, and you know, you don't. he didn't stop at 16. I mean, he got a guilty... He did a, it was a guilty plea, so... Dude, that was the best plea ever. Well, I mean, you always get off a little bit light, but yeah. Raped 16 chicks? I mean, you know, obviously more than that, but they, they found him guilty of raping 16. Yeah. That's crazy. Bonkers. That's all I have to say about that. There's no joke. That's not a joke. The dude is a serial rapist. That's not funny. That's <laughs> like when um, when Chappelle said he ran into uh, R. Kelly. He said he's mad. He was mad, and then he waits and he goes, there "Ain't no punchline, man." Then he was mad. <laughs> he, did, he did not like the poo poo pee pee. He said R. Remix. Kelly told him, "How you gonna go around writing songs about peeing on people?" And he goes, eh, how are you going to go around just fucking peeing on people? <laughs> Remix edition, song about pissing. Yep. <clears throat> that yeah. was very good. Very strong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your body, your body is a porta potty. <laughs> it's so... Ch- Chappelle was very defensive of him. He said R. Kelly could fart in his dinner tonight. <laughs> That's right. Spray fart. Spray fart. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just love how sophomoric that song is. Oh, yeah. So, he was not going for anything highbrow on that one. No. Well, I think there is no highbrow approach to that topic, so you might as well get right down into the mud. And go, the only thing that makes my life complete is when I turn your face into a toilet seat? That's right. I'm going to piss on you. That's a good one. Do you ever find yourself in your day-to-day life thinking about somebody that they are a toilet seat that smokes a cigar? <laughs> I probably will from now on. One of the most actual Nigerian insults, according to Akewood. <laughs> Have they been updating? I haven't checked in a couple weeks. 
I, uh, he took a week off, but the last one was pretty good. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I checked the week he took it off, and I went, fucking Onstad! And I threw up my hands. Yeah, and in the, in the most recent one, Akewood, uh, Race Muckles is trying to design, uh, he's trying to introduce mini-golf to the French. Oh. And he has discovered that what, what the French people need is, uh, no, or the litmus test for deciding whether whether the French people will enjoy something is, would a horny person on acid relate to this? <laughs> I like when, uh, I think I've told you before, they could really, they could cut down the cast of characters a lot. Cut it down to a core group. That I think includes... we've agreed that you don't need Theodore. Right. No Te- Just unnecessary. Depressing, yeah. but not in the funny way that roast beef is depressing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um... Like, uh, Theodore is clearly Onstad's author insertion character. That's correct. And it's I don't just know sad. how I'm supposed to feel about him, because I don't think Onstad knows how he feels about him. And then exactly. that means I don't need him. He's not, not important. Uh, but, I'm uh, kind of done with Lyle. Yeah, no, not necessary. Yeah. I mean, luckily Lyle just kind of gets thrown in a, a frame here and there. Yeah. But not, not necessary at all. I mean, I, mean, I guess it was great. It, to it was great that he told beef. Todd to go piss up a rope, and that started the great... Uh, Kim Jong-il text adventure <laughs> which was a pretty good one <laughs> but yeah if you just keep it to Ray and Roast Beef and then just whatever characters interact with one or both of them I- I- I'll-, I'll be in good shape it once you remove f- both of them I don't really need it it could probably just be Ray, Roast Beef Pat Tina you gotta have <laughs> Tina every once in a while sure sure She's got to. She's got to be around to give somebody a commodore. <laughs> That's right. Uh-uh. I guess Cornelius sometimes. Yeah, I'm kind of. I don't like a Cornelius-centered story. That's what I'm saying. I don't even really mind if people are in it as long as they are only interacting with either Ray, Beef, or both of them. Now, both if of them ni- is preferable. If neither Ray or Beef is in the strip, I re- I'm just like, I, I. What do you want from me? You know. Onstad? Onstad, are you listening? No, dog, he's too busy making sodas. I believe it. Doing oil paintings of roast beef. I get so mad when other people aren't being creative enough. <laughs> as somebody who's when never are, contributed when they aren't anything. matching your creative output of nothing. Whenever, as somebody who's never created a thing in his life, it makes me so angry when somebody makes funny comic strips and then they go, but I'm only going to make one every once in a while because I have other interests. Fuck your other interests. Make me laugh. Yeah. Like on demand. Don't come go to, to my Africa cube and have a work. freak out, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, seriously. That's one of the all-time examples, right? I was ready for three or four more seasons of the Chappelle show. Every show peters out eventually. Everything gets stale and the writers get tired and it's just not the same anymore, but we didn't get anywhere near that point. No. Very aggravating. Yeah, I'm I'm mad at Dave Chappelle about that. I'm mad at Neil, too, for not finding a way to keep it together. He he should have. It's just, you know, it was on him. Uh, Find a way to make it work. I mean, speaking of those people, uh, the uh, Brothers Chaps have been real active on Twitter this week. Okay. Strong, strong bad related material. So, uh, did that end? I don't really know what happened with Strong Bad. Yeah, just, uh, every once in a while something will pop up and you'll be like, oh, it's coming back, but then it's, it doesn't. 
It's and also not letting go. Do we need it anymore? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we kind of don't. I mean, we I, already... I can whenever I want. I can just say thanks for stopping by. Thanks for breaking my cow lamp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we got we got a lot out of it. We got uh, the dumple, the jolly dumple, and um, we got things like what is it? Sharkmobile? Will it work? The Sharkmobile? Will it work? <laughs> You know, we got plenty. We got plenty out of it. It's, um... Yeah, that one I feel like that ran its course, and that's fine. But, uh, Onstead, really, just fucking... And this has been years of this now. I mean, when was the last time he was, like, regularly updating Aquid? 20... Uh... He's actually done a pretty fair job of updating it this year, as if you count weekly as regularly. Yes, once a week. But he used to do it, not every day, but, you know, most days. Yeah, I think it's been... 2009? 2008? What has it been? No, I think it might have, he might have been doing it all the way up to 2011. Okay, well, it's been a fucking long time. It has. It has. It's been like five years since he, since Aquid was weekly. Some people put I mean, out... Even, but even then you'd get frustrated because an arc would just end. Like, yes. He'd get tired of it. He'd just go, uh, I don't really have anything else to say know. about this. Imagine for yourself what must have happened next. <laughs> That's right. I know we're, I know we're eight strips into this, but I'm, I want to talk about something else now. It's oh. crazy when you're reading back through the archives and you're like, wait, was that the end? Yeah, it's or not like, great for binge reading. Are the archive links broken? <laughs> I, I skipped something. I, I don't know how I did it. I pushed the wrong button. Right, hang on. <laughs> I must have hit skip, skip 10. That's a no, button, right? no skip 10? <laughs> yeah. He, um, he's frustrating. As somebody who writes a parody rap song once every 11 years, that's the schedule I'm on. It makes me very upset. It's not really a parody. Eh, whatever. Some <laughs> referential? It's it's highly referential and a highly referential, specific. A referential rap song. <laughs> Swear to God, dude, you only have to wait like f- five or six more years and this thing's going to be... The next one's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it could be. Blow your fucking mind. <clears throat> Maybe it'll be about Akewood. You think he's going to like that? I'm going to take his intellectual property... And I'm gonna fucking shove it up his ass. Well, I mean, I guess you, if you have a take, MC Frontalot did an Akewood song. Oh, really? Yeah. How come I don't know that it's one? It's called Dude and Catastrophe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Not one of my favorites. Uh, it's not. Um, it's not one of his best. But it oh, is. by the way, Marjan has a hot take. She likes Whitey Cracker more than uh, Frontalot. Has she listened to anything other than Nerd Rap Entertainment System, though? No. Yeah, because the rest of his work is not good. That's what I expected. <laughs> Though, to be fair, Frontalot's not great either. Uh, Frontalot has, is definitely hits and misses. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted you to know if she has an opinion about it. She has a nerd, a nerd rap, a nerdcore opinion. Mm, okay. I'm glad that she has a hot take. Uh, she loves Surge Runner so much. Yeah, well, everybody loves Surge should. Runner, even though and... what are the words to it? Like, <laughs> in the verses, there's a lot of stuff that I don't understand. Yeah, dude, drinks these days don't have that punch. Now I gotta drink 7-Up for lunch. Uh, what's up with that? I need, I need energy. energy. Like Mega Man, I'm Mega Teed. Mega Teed. I think T stands for tired? No, I think T stands off? for ticked off. I, I don't know. Traditional. I have no idea. 
Yeah, because Mega Man wasn't that tired, was he? But was he really angry? Probably at times. Anyway. <clears throat> she loves the legend. And she loves... The, the third one. <laughs> Mega Nerd? Is that the one? Mega Nerd? This is, is that the, the third life one? of a Mega Nerd, baby. Yeah. Doing things and making it happen, right? Yeah, that's the one that uses the Legend of Zelda? Oh, wait. I think the Legend is that one. Uh, yeah, the Legend is, I'm a legend everywhere that I go. Oh, okay. That's the one that uses the Zelda music. Oh, it's, uh, it uses, I think it's Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3. Right. And, uh, it was the same one that for a while they were using as the theme song, or for a few episodes, on the uh, the pod show about video game music. <clears throat> yeah. What's that? What the fuck is that called? Uh, eight eight legacy music legacy music hour. Yeah, a show that just <laughs> stopped. Sadly, I mean it's not sad. There's yeah. hundreds of hours of it. <laughs> I was gonna say, and I I'm not even necessarily sure I enjoyed the uh, the show. <laughs> well, their their commentary on it was rarely interesting. No, one it of was the just, guys they can't pronounce Japanese composers. One of the guys had all of the background information. And neither one of them could pronounce Japanese names. One of the guys didn't even have information. One of the guys was just there to be the other guy who plays music. Yeah, that's true. He just selected other songs. And, he, and then he didn't know anything about anything. Yeah, but it's like every once in a while they would do just like, oh, here's an episode of music from Secret of Mana, and that mm-hmm. was great. Yep. <clears throat> but you could also just go to YouTubes or whatever. Yeah, you sure could. Yeah. You sure, sure could. That's why I'm saying I, I'm not even sure I really liked that show. But anyway, I liked for like that a few it episodes, existed, and I wish it had been better. Yes. And I cannot imagine that those guys are funny in their actual stand-up comedy. Oh my god! Wait, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. I must have missed. I listened to like eleven of those episodes. They never once referenced that they were comedians. I believe they are comedians. I mean, you shouldn't have to reference it. One of them is Brent Weinbach, right? Yes. If you're a comedian, you probably shouldn't have to reference it. I don't think they're famous. But I, well, I'm just, because you'd be funny, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. You shouldn't have to explain that you're a comedian because you should be saying funny things. You should just be saying, I never, I don't think I ever laughed once. uh, I like this part here. Yeah. I don't think they ever had a funny take on any of the video games or the music they're in. Wow. That's a, that is a mind blow. Did Marjan play Nintendo games? Is is that why she likes, because that's what I like about this Whitey Cracker album. Is I like that Nintendo music. That's why you like Legacy Music Hour. Yes, I think that's that was the end of her video game era. I think she played some some Nintendo, some Super Nintendo, and uh, that was pretty much it. Because you know, then she like did things with her life and like learned stuff. Yeah, she did meaningful stuff. Con- right. Congratulations. Yeah, big fucking deal. Of course there's an intro. <clears throat> What's they don't even get to the good part of the Zelda theme. It was a California August in 82 When my mother gave birth to the Spam Tech crew Thirteen years later had me looking at Linux Programming made me stronger like Papa the Spinach now See I think it's very <laughs> difficult to argue that that's objectively good. Yeah. Well, now that you play it like that. Um, particularly his flow, I think, um... It's weak. Yeah, we played some Skilo last week, and uh, I think there's a pretty noticeable contrast there between the the flow of Ski and the flow of YT. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> That's... But you know what? She really appreciates the early rap era, 
before flow had been invented. <laughs> it did when take you just a while. Rap to the beat, because it's the beat, and you rap on the beat. I think she liked that. <laughs> that is how it goes, right? <laughs> Whatever the beat was, that's just that's when you had you had to say words to that beat. Yeah, and make sure you don't miss any of the beats. It's important. No, and if you can move your arms in a downward striking karate position, <laughs> how did to you the know? Beat? How did you know I was doing that? Do uh, I not have the camera disabled? You are your father's son. Okay. I'm worried for a second. I've been doing all kinds of weird shit. I was afraid to Let me just say he's a bit of a fool, sort of a jester, but also a simpleton too. He wandered the forest in search of some food, a couple duck carcasses, of which he had proved dripping with fat sizzle in his campfire. Walk Chung Kaga gets bored of cooking, gets tired, gets comfy, warming his back at the hearth, though it's pretty early. He's not the only creature on the earth. There's foxes, they'd like a dug dinner too. Brown eye detective agency got interviewed. Keep an eye out, Walk Chung Kaga's yeah, Front a Lot definitely has a more unorthodox flow, and yet I also don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, it doesn't really do a lot more for me than Whitey Cracker does. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's more unique, certainly. Yeah. It's not. Uh, that was a song about the na- one Native American myth explaining the creation of the butthole. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad someone finally covered that. Yeah important um uh, long story short it looks like that because someone tied a knot in their intestines i should point out that her experience with jesse dangerously comes in the one front a lot song nerdcore rising and um uh she does not like jesse dangerously at all uh yeah everybody else in nerdcore rising sucks except mc stephen hawking <laughs> but that right. doesn't really count because <laughs> he's just a robot voice <laughs> uh yeah <clears throat> yeah, nerd, when you say it, you best say it with awe, because I'm the kind of nerd that'll bust your jaw. Dude, I love when songs date themselves, and that one dates itself to 2005. 20-5 be the year of the nerd. That's correct. And, hear ye, uh, hear ye. Fucking shit. Hella reminds me of Northeastern University. <laughs> Did you listen to a lot of MC Front a lot at Northeastern? Apparently, I was having some formative experiences while listening to that, because I have crazy sense memory. But that means I was on it um, pretty soon after it came out. Yeah, this, yeah, is, no, this is a 2005 record. Yep. Oh, and wouldn't all of those tough rappers hate it? Yep. Nerdcore used to be just a made-up word. MCs shied away from belief. Rest assured, they sleep hard. No longer we deliver the hits. I give the kids with the spectacles spectacular fits. I seen one nerd foam up the mouth in his glee. He was me in the mirror rhyming, brushing my teeth. And I- but I mean, if, if nerdcore is what you like, right. you should just... Just go all the way to Deltron 3030. Like, it's yeah. not really nerdcore, but it's sort of the best version of what's happening there anyway. He will rhyme about espers that bless them with fresh shit. Or whatever. Yeah, that is correct. And also, uh, fuck Diana hijack a mech. Uh, hyperwarp to Automator's Crib and light the torch. I remember yeah. that. He had a hyperwarp to Automator's Crib. Well, I guess it helped. It's faster. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think Marjan is wrong about Whitey Cracker versus MC Front a lot, but I think that you are essentially correct. It's safe to pass on both of them. Yep. Yeah, no, it's not necessary listening. Everybody can go about their day, really. It's not important. 
Nothing yeah, to I see here. Clearly, I have kept up with MC Front a lot. That song I played was from his most recent album in 2014. Oh, wow. Uh, but. Yeah, I. I just um, dip into it every once in a while. What limited enjoyment I got out of Nerdcore Rising did not encourage me to uh, keep up with his future releases. Or his, uh, his but isn't that the record releases. that's got goth girls on it? <laughs> yeah, dude, and uh, Yellow Laser Beams. Yellow Laser Beams. Really? Uh, I'd say it's a watershed record, really, if you think about it. Uh, yeah, I would say so. That's where I learned that the internet was F-I-L-T-H-Y. <laughs> that's right. Click close and put it away, dude. Again, I, I do get limited enjoyment. There's so, there is some enjoyment. Uh-uh, front. That terminal ain't for a latex crucifix spanking a taint? Something like that. In big 32-bit cr- color. Well, them rosary beads get yanked, yanked out, out the crawler. The crawler. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's a word picture. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, uh, why don't you play some Deltron, dog? Why don't you play some, uh... You could, well, you could, you could always play some 3030, but you could play, um, you know, Virus... Or, um, Memory Loss? Yeah, well, Memory Loss is my favorite, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, literally! <laughs> yeah, it's 3030! <laughs> hey, you try to get over, you're gonna go under. What the fuck? <laughs> I said you try to get over, you're gonna go under. Literally. It's 3030, man. I ain't got time to be wasting time on slow posts. I want y'all to get open like the ocean. Brothers be bugging like he from Oakland. What? I whoop you. Insinuating we ain't capable. Stupid ass niggas is gonna rape a hoe. A few out of thousands. My town is founding fathers of the Black Panthers. We provide answers. You don't wanna believe in y'all some blind bastards. They got you set up real good, generalizing. Industry's rising while energy's declining. Niggas think I'm whining. Really? I don't give a shit cause everybody's dying but y'all think that's the end of it. That's why it's so easy to be a Benedict or imitate Cause they, Cause they wouldn't teach you algebra when you was eight. eight Now you 48 and you hate children Forgot where you came from Now you're straight Yeah, I think that song is in the top ten Of all rap songs for me In terms of lyrics that I know And also <laughs> the number of times It has been stuck in my head It's very easy to understand what he's saying mm-hmm. The hardest part is uh, When he says bitter dick because it sounds like Benedict. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be a Benedict. <laughs> it's easy to be a Benedict. No, it's bitter dick. Uh, well, okay, well, you know. They wouldn't teach you also, when you was eight. Now you're 48 and you hate children. It is also a song that posits that it's okay if a tenth of a percent of all people are rapists. <laughs> which right. seems too high to me. Well, you know, he's got to defend Oakland and there's no a few real out of thousands. There's no good way to defend Oakland. Oakland is it's tough. It's tough to defend. Brothers be bugging like he from Oakland. What a whoop you. Yeah. Good old Dell. And I prefer the Deltron iteration of Dell. More than Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Uh, yeah, me too. I like Dell the Funky Homo Wait, Sapien. Did that second Deltron record ever come out? I don't know. I kept hearing about it. and I don't, It was like, oh, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Ashamed to say I did not uh, check recently yeah, for It an did. Update. Event 2. Oh. Came out um, in September of 2013, so now we now, have homework. Now, see, this is the kind of thing that's very worrying for me. Oh, because if it sucks, you'll be so upset. My personality is such that I can't get excited when something like this happens. I just immediately start to think about how bad it might be. And I mean, how it's going to ruin my memories. It looks like it's got... Does it have the, the Automator? Main... Does it have Dan the Automator? It's got Dan the Automator 
and Kid Koala. I think that's everybody. Alright, alright. I'm just worried, that's all. Now I'm worried. That's something else to be stressed about. <sighs> what if it's not good? That album is so good. The first one? So Yeah, good. it is. It's solid. And uh, there are not many other rap songs about peddling mechs. An entire <laughs> rap concept album about the intergalactic rap robot battle. mech battle. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, dog. He's got uh, he's got the post-apocalypse on lockdown. I think in terms of the uh, you know just compared to anyone else in the genre. I think. Right. Uh. Yeah. I mean, who else would it be? You can't just count the video for California Love. That doesn't count. The no, song the, is not about the post-apocalypse. The Thunderdome-inspired video for California Love. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, none, that, uh, none of that comes up. At yeah. no point does Tupac or 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 Dre say uh, two men enter, one man leaves, or <laughs> bust bust a deal, spin the wheel, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Any other uh, uh, rap songs you know a lot of words to, or that get stuck in your head often? Uh. I mean, I, I like... know basically all of the words to MC copulations. I fucked a computer. <laughs> so you're staying in you're staying in the nerdcore genre. It is the genre in which I have spent the most time. Sure, I know, I understand that. Oh, and now, as it happens, I know the person whose alter ego is MC copulation personally. Oh, nice. So that I'd, made it easy. I'd be more impressed if you knew MC Chris. Uh, I don't. I don't personally know MC Chris. Oh, yeah. I do know most of the words to I Want Candy. I like Kathy. candy. <laughs> Skip good... to the sweet shop with my sweetheart, Sandy. <laughs> Got my penny saved, so I'm her sugar dandy. I'm her Hume Cronin. She's my Jessica Tandy. I want candy. Yep, I think you got it. In fact, they needed somebody right there to go, yep, I think you got it. Uh, Before the next line. Mess up the mix. Mix up the mess. Come on down, yeah, here's the address. It's 612 Wharf, Wharf Avenue. Avenue. <laughs> I love MC Chris. I don't think Marshawn likes MC Chris. MC Chris so. is real hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, well, didn't he do. Um, here, Here's the thing about him. He's. Uh, he's going to sell. Oh, no. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna do a spell. What the hell? How's he going to unleash the evil demons, awaken evil demons from their sleep forever spell and let them walk the earth so that, uh, so he can get resituated so, and sell the diet pills that MCP Pants has created? That's correct, yes. Oh, he's going to build a giant drill <laughs> and bore straight into hell, releasing ancient demons from their sleep forever spell. That's how it goes. Okay. Well, he's, um, he's also the guy who did the Super Mario Brothers rap that I enjoy. Sex rap, comma eight, comma one, step by eight inch into your fifty forty one. I'm done with girls made of meat and skin. I'm gonna find a computer and plug it in with your made of tin or aluminum. I grab my lame skin, you're like a theremin, making noise like oscillations on a sign. I've bone you through the grave. 
not actually katie's favorite song katie's favorite song is sex parentheses on my trampoline hmm. yeah um that didn't seem much better than jesse dangerously i'm just gonna put that out there <clears throat> well but he doesn't he he doesn't have the industry behind him like jesse dangerous <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right he doesn't have the backing of that's the right. big shot big time rappers like jesse dangerously <laughs> like that manager who kept reaching out to me on my blog i uh i actually don't <laughs> I actually don't have uh, MC Chris on my phone uh, because I thought Fats Vet was funny for a minute in 2000. What about the Super Mario Brothers one? Yeah, I mean, that's good. The princess wouldn't fuck a little kid, I think. That's right. Mario doesn't want to get hit. He'll shrink. The princess wouldn't fuck a little kid, I think. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Um, The princess is a freak. Even though she's got class, Mario will take a plunger and put it in her ass. Yeah. That was. I feel like that was some of his earlier work. Yes, that was definitely from long ago. Before I, he before he got hooked up with the William Street Gang. Yeah, because I heard that song on the early internet before before I even saw MC P Pants or any of yeah. that nonsense. <clears throat> Pre P Pants, some would say. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how I used to have a blog that is no longer active, and uh, much like every blog I've ever had. And uh, one time I made some passing comment about Jesse Dangerously, and I started getting comments from someone that I accused of just being a Jesse Dangerously super fan. But sorry, everybody, it was Jesse Dangerously's manager. Oh wow! Who felt the need to go to my blog that no one else had ever been to? So in this scenario, he was the lead singer of Smash Mouth, <laughs> defending himself on Twitter against people who called them a one-hit wonder and said that they owed everything to Shrek. That's correct. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm still really sad. You showed me that video of Smash Mouth where uh, people are throwing bread. He's so mad about that bread. He is so righteous. Talking about how they're gonna ruin the show for all these people. And at first, I'm laughing like these people don't give a shit. But then I remember, no, these people went to a Smash Mouth concert. Yeah, on purpose. They want those opening notes of All Star to resolve. They did because because once they started going again, that crowd went crazy. They're like, yeah, I know All Star. Fucking horrible. That was, that's why I'm sad that you showed me that video, because then in the end you realize there are so many people who went to that to see that. Everybody goes to the state fair or whatever. They didn't go there to see Smash Mouth. Well, I, I would have been one of the people who went there to throw bread, I think. <laughs> Actually, what you would have heard is somebody running by going, Did you hear the throwing bread at the guy from Smash Mouth? And then everyone would have run, run over there to join in. Badass. Yeah. I mean, I would. like, But also if someone said, hey, we're throwing bread at ducks over here, I'd go do that too. Hold on. I just, I'm going to turn this into a reference you understand. Remember the guy in Babylon 5 who's running through the corridor and Londo stops him? And he goes, what's going on? And he goes, 
Didn't you hear? The Earthers have started shooting at each other. It's civil war. And then he runs away. You don't remember that guy? No, that doesn't seem like a major plot point. And at this point, it's been long enough since I watched <laughs> Babylon 5 that all I remember is sort of the big beats. Anyway, so I would have been Londo in that one. And then so- somebody at the state fair or whatever would have been the guy saying, did you hear it? They're throwing bread at the guy from from Smash Mouth. <clears throat> well, that's all I got. The big beat keep you rocking in your seat. The big beat keep you rocking in your sleep. Clap your That is a real unfortunate uh, choice of name. Wow. <laughs> I forgot to turn off my answering machine. <laughs>